You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast and today we will learn from an expert. So my guest is Eric Sue, who is successful an entrepreneur and he also has his podcast. So in this episode we'll be talking about how to succeed at podcasting, how to transform from 9 to 5 to self-employed, what are the four types of team members, how to find the perfect team member, what are the seven stages of wealth, how to think like an investor, what's the difference between business people and entrepreneurs, how to develop relationships that pay off, and so much more. So Eric will be sharing his knowledge, and this episode is very informative. So before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Eric. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being my guest. How are you today? Uh, I am doing well. Happy to happy to be here and uh, happy to you know add whatever value I can to your audience. Thank you so much. Well, let's dive in. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Eric Sue. Uh, I do a lot of things around marketing. I have a podcast called Marketing School and another one called Leveling Up. And uh, I do have a marketing software company called ClickFlow and an ad agency that's called Single Brain. So also looking to acquire other uh, marketing-based, mostly SaaS businesses, businesses right now and kind of plug it in and just kind of go from there. That's amazing. How did you start your career? I started my career working a data entry job when I was coming out of college. I found out it was a dead-end job and my friend told me about uh, digital marketing. I ended up getting an internship and then uh, from there, after my first internship, I got a job and basically changed five jobs in the first year. Within about a year and a half, I actually became a VP of marketing at a uh, online education startup and then um, from there, was um, actually called upon to join Single Grain as an employee. And then a year after that, after I joined, um, I actually took over the entire company. And then from there, I went through a bunch of, you know, kind of trials. You know, the company almost completely failed. Fortunately, it didn't. It worked out. And we just used the cash flows from that company now 
to uh, invest into other areas that have um, better business models. And that's great. And I know you have a story behind your podcast because I've seen it on YouTube. You were telling it the story and I've seen it on TikTok. Would you please tell us the story behind your podcast? Yeah, I mean, you know, the first podcast leveling up, I was doing it while I was trying to save the, the agency. And, um, you know, I was spending about six hours a week on it, recording, finding guests, interviewing them, filling out the show notes, uh, publishing everything. My first podcast, uh, Leveling Up, was only getting nine downloads a day after the first year. And then after the second year, I was only getting 30 downloads a day. Uh, But the moral of the story is just uh, keep going. You know, as long as you're directionally correct and you're learning the right things, uh, then, you know, you'll do fine. What do you think is the best platform to launch your podcast on? Doesn't really matter. Sure, you can use Apple. Apple is the biggest one. But if you're talking about hosting, you know, hosting, you can go with Libsyn, you can go with Transistor. But, you know, Apple is the, still the biggest one. And then you have Spotify is number two. Oh, I see. Do you like Anchor from Spotify? No, I think, I mean, it's good for beginners, but not for people that are more experienced. I see. And do you know, like, as far as podcast editing, how much time do you need to spend at least on it? And, you know, there's thing between like being too much editing and just right amount of editing. Like, how do you not cross that line? To me, it's not really a big deal. Um, it depends. Like if you're doing a well-produced show, let's say Masters of Scale or maybe How I Built This, where you have a studio behind you, that's fine. You can edit it. Um, but for the vast majority of people, you probably don't need to worry about it this much. You know, very rarely do we ever edit anything. Oh, I see. And what helped you to succeed at podcasting? Um, it's the same thing with content marketing in general. I mean, you know, with content marketing, um, when you produce content, it takes time to build an audience. It takes time to become good. It takes time for people to notice you. So I think for me, I just stick with problems longer. You know, that's why, you know, we've achieved, you know, moderate success with podcasting. I mean, you know, in aggregate right now, maybe we're at about 50 million downloads total. You know, it's just like anything. All good things take time. Blogging takes time. Podcasting takes time. Video takes time. So uh, business takes time. So yeah. Based on your experience, how much time do you think as far as like podcasting going, you can identify it's successful or it's not like, what's the good amount of time to have it? Like, for example, okay, year, I'll give myself a year and it's fine. Like if I don't make anything from podcast, it's fine. But over a year, it's not. Or like you have to give it yourself even more time. I, I think money is probably not the right KPI. I mean, you know, the one, the thing you want to be aiming for, and, and I actually just tweeted this today, it's it's impact over profits. Um, you know, as long as you feel like you're learning, you're, you're basically you're networking doing podcasting. Um, as long as you feel like, you know, whoever's listening is learning as well, you know, you're moving in the right direction. You know, if you if you look at it in that lens instead and you kind of rewire your mindset, it becomes much easier because you're in essence learning for free from amazing people if you're doing an interview show. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. How do you transition from nine to five to self-employed? If you like what you do, if you're self-employed, you're enjoying what you're doing, it's, it's pretty easy to justify making that change. That's the very first thing I'll say. But, you know, the actual transition itself, I I really can't speak much to it because I think when I first tried to start a company, I was actually fired from the job. So I immediately went to self-employed and I just basically said, I just need to focus on, you know, getting more, getting more customers and serving them in the very beginning. You know, 
that's what it is. I spent all my time on the, the toughest problem first or the most immediate problem. And then I keep building. And then, you know, you have a new set of problems. Um, you know, the next set of problems might be hiring people. And then after that, it's maybe creating systems and processes. I'm just making things up right now. You know, when I took over the, the company Single Grain, that's another example, I suppose. But again, I'm looking at what are the most kind of urgent and important problems. And then I'm also looking at what are the most urgent and not or not urgent and important problems. So these are things that can be, that are very important to do for the long term. And these are the things that will often set up the foundation. But um, a lot of times I'm going to be firefighting. So just prepared, you know, be prepared to fight a lot of fires in the beginning when you're when you're self-employed. Being self-employed is definitely harder than just doing a nine-to-five job, especially you have to wear so many hats. Nine-to-five, you don't have to worry about anything. You just like come to work. I mean, five o'clock and you're done. <laughs> yep. What are the four types of team members and how do you find the perfect one? I'll give you, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you who the ideal team member is. Forget about the four types of team members. I think, um, you know, the, the main type of team member you're looking for on your team is, you know, there have to be, they have to be humble, they have to be hungry, and they have to be smart. Or like Warren Buffett likes to say, um, you know, they want, he wants to focus on people that have, or look for people that have um, integrity, they have uh, energy, and they have intelligence. So it's very similar, uh, humble, hungry, smart. You know, if you're not humble and you're hungry and smart, well, you're probably going to go do some 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 bad things. Um, same thing if you lack integrity as well. So humble, hungry, smart, those are generally the things that I look for um, in a ideal team player. No, oh, I see. What are the seven stages of wealth? You know, I, I tweeted about this, that there's different levels uh, in your in your career. But in general, I'll just give the gist of it because I can't rattle off all seven immediately. I think the gist of it is, you know, First, you're look you're in school. You're looking to learn things, and then second, after you come out of school or maybe during school, you are looking to build the right habits because habits inform us to, you know, inform us in terms of what we should be eating, how we should be sleeping, what type of uh, training should we be doing in terms of working out, and then after that, you know, you pick up skills, you learn skills, and then you go work for somebody initially, um, and then after that, you can go learn to you can go learn to you know, freelance a little bit. And then after that, you can start your first, um, you can start an actual business. And then beyond that, you know, the type of business depends, right? You can do a service type business, you can do a platform type business, you can do a hardware business, but you know, ultimately the stage people should be aspiring to get to where they have a lot of leverage is becoming an investor. So these are not all mutually exclusive. Some levels you can kind of skip, you can kind of jump around. But um, the general gist of it is you have to start somewhere and you have to get stronger and stronger. And then, you know, you don't have to compete with anybody else but yourself because that's a lot of, you know, pressure. Uh, but what you can control is you can control your own effort and, um, you know, get to the highest level. And I certainly think that because there's other human beings that are playing, you know, the, the highest tier of games, um, I think anybody can do it. So there's no reason why um, nobody should, you know, not try. Yeah. How do you think like an investor? I mean, it's it's simple. You know, when I look at if I'm going to invest in, you know, uh, a, a new team member, um, if I invest, you know, let's say $100,000, I'm hoping maybe um, I'll get a million dollars in value, right? So, you know, 10x that way. Um, or if I'm looking to, you know, let's say I'm looking to buy a, a real estate property. Well, you know, what do I think the the value of the property is? And, you know, can I come below what I think it's value? So I have a margin of safety. So, you know, there's a couple of things to, to read on that. There's a book called The Dundo Investor. That's D-A-N-D-H-O Investor. So that's a great book to read on investing. You can read about everything that Warren, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger talk about. I recommend reading their investor letters. But the entire thing is, you know, learning how to just be a good learner, continue to get better every single day. 
and then um, you know looking to make looking to make money immediately when you're when you're on the buy, not looking to make money after. But if you make money on the buy, everything else afterwards is is gravy. Um, you have to learn how to network with people. You have to learn how to source deals. Um, so there's a lot of nuances around it, but it all starts with with learning first. If you continue to learn, you look at Warren Buffett spending you know five plus hours a day just reading and just learning. Well, then you're naturally going to be curious. And then you're going to grow expertise in certain areas and then you're going to have an informational edge. And that's when you know to um, deploy your capital at a, at a high level. And do you think you can be like self-taught as far as like all the experience and how to launch a business and all that, or to have like business coach is a must. I think, you know, you start off being self-taught cause you don't have any money. Uh, and then after that, sure. You can, you, you can definitely hire a business coach and I, I recommend doing that. But um, a lot of the people around the world are all, you know, self-taught. They're self-made. So I don't see why not. Yeah, I think so too. What is the difference between business people and entrepreneurs? An entrepreneur is someone that is coming up with something that is new, right? They're, they're, it's, it's a fairly advanced innovation. So, you know, let's take a look at what um, you know, Tesla has done with electric cars, or let's take a look at what, um, you know, when Elon Musk launched PayPal, there wasn't anything like it around. Um, and then what he's done in terms of modifying, you know, space travel where you can use, re- you can take, you can build reusable rockets. Um, you know, those are innovations. Uh, business people are, you know, they're really iterating on, on business models that are kind of proven. So an example might be like, like a marketing agency, for example, it's not innovative for the most part, you might be iterating a little bit, but it's, it's a proven business model that works. Um, you know, a lot of people that are doing, let's say, if you are a coffee shop, for example, or a gas station, these are all kind of models that have been uh, proven out. So the difference is business people are, they're kind of geared towards things that have been there, done that, proven, maybe they can iterate a little bit. And then entrepreneurs are kind of swinging for the fences and they're really innovating. So they're different. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. How do you develop relationships that pay off? It's fairly simple. I mean, you are not trying to be transactional. Um, you are genuinely curious. So if I go into a relationship, I'm not just going to, you know, I'm not going to read off a bunch of, uh, you know, questions or things I need from my side, not be interested in the other person. So I, you know, the, the quote that always keeps coming back to me is that, you know, rather than trying to be interesting, be interested. That's how you develop relationships. And then, you know, you follow up with them every now and then, you know, Jordan Harbinger has a really good course on networking. It's, I think it's called six minute networking and it's free. And I recommend checking that out, but that's how you c- continue to, you know, hold relationships with people. And then eventually they might come back to you and and then they'll pay dividends. But, you know, keeping top of mind too is, you know, whether it's texting them or whether it's, you know, creating content, emailing them or whatever it is exactly, that's how you continue to, you know, build relationships. How much time a day do you spend like educating yourself, like reading, taking courses? I mean, it's, it's not a lot. I mean, I would just say, you know, it's all relatively speaking, but, you know, probably an hour to two hours a day. Um, I'm typically, you know, learning, reading, watching things. I see. How do you get high paying clients? If you want high paying clients, I mean, that's a very, um, that's a a pretty loaded question. Uh, We do have, uh, there's a video people can check out or they can go to my YouTube channel and just watch, you know, videos on how to get clients. And we actually have a longer video on that. Check out the YouTube channel first, but if you want to get high, high paying clients, I mean, you just simply, you, you charge more 
um, and you know you start to develop an, an ideal client profile. Let's say you're starting out. Maybe you don't get to choose who you get to work with because you're just trying to make money. You're trying to make ends meet in the very beginning. But as you become more and more skilled, well, you're going to have to charge more for your time because more and more people want to work with you. And eventually, um, you just define you know how much you want to be making uh, per hour. From there, you tell your clients, hey, this is what I charge. There's a lot more nuances that go into it. This is just one question. So I'm giving a very, very basic answer right now. Um, because there are many, many layers to this. And, you know, there's theory that if you charge someone, like there's price, I mean, you have a set price and out of 10, like two people say yes, or just one person say yes, and everyone else says no, it means your price is about right. But if everybody's saying yes to you, it means your price is too low. Do you believe in this? Or how do you think you price yourself? Price yourself? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really think about it too much. To be honest, um, I would recommend reading the book uh, Pricing Creativity. I think it's like a two or $300 book on, on pricing based on value. Um, but for me, I haven't done client work for years and years, and I'm not too involved with my, my agency right now. I wouldn't be the perfect person to ask on, on high paying clients. Oh, I see. And what is your best advice on staying organized? Um, you know, for me, I mean, I, I live and breathe um, or I just really live in my, my calendar. You know, I have a theme for each day. Mondays are all meetings and then Fridays are completely blocked off for strategy. And then uh, typically for afternoons, those are blocked off for phone. I do not do phone calls in the afternoons, really typically in the morning. And then Thursdays are for content days. Um, so podcasts, video creation and all that. And then Sunday, I might uh, spend some time planning for the week. But in general, that's how I stay organized, just using my calendar. How many episodes a week do you do, like, as far as your podcast? Anywhere from 8 to 20 or so. And they're usually long ones or they're kind of brief and short? Some are short, some are long. Oh, I see. Where can our listeners find you? Social handles, all the information? You can find me on Twitter at Eric O S I U or Instagram at Eric O Sue. And then I do have a book coming out called Leveling Up. They can just go to levelingup.com to learn more about that. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Eric, for being my guest. Thank you for all this info. Thank you. That was all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. Just to remind you, Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can always DM me on Instagram. It's notbasicblonde underscore or NBB podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.